Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. That is a great quote by Desmond Tutu and perfect for this episode of Heal, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. so much for joining me for this episode of Heal. Today we are talking to, Helen. I say we, but Brittany's not here. Today I am talking to Helen King, who is a breast cancer survivor and also a podcast host. Now you might think that those are two weird things to introduce someone as. However, she's going to share with us today how her breast cancer journey of diagnosis and healing led to her podcast. So it actually makes sense. Welcome to the podcast, Helen. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you. I cannot wait to learn about um, your journey because I know so many of us have been um, affected by breast cancer, whether it's ourselves or someone that we know and love. Um, who has been diagnosed with and is a survivor of or still dealing with breast cancer. So I'm so happy to have you on. I think this is a very timely episode. Tell us um, about your journey. Tell us everything. Yeah, thank you. And I just want to acknowledge that because I I know that cancer in so many different forms, um, especially breast, does impact so many people. I learned that after I was diagnosed, you just find um, most people have an experience with it, whether it's a close person themselves or someone they work with. So, yeah, it is. Um, it's mind-boggling. It's, like, it's mind-boggling, it is. Right? So I, yeah, so my experience really started in 2018 and I was 37 which in the cancer world is very young. So anything under 40, you are considered a young person with cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I had no family history. There was no reason for me to think that I would, um, you know, need to be vigilant for cancer. But um, yeah, I was in the shower on a Sunday getting ready to go out and my hand brushed over a a lump in my right breast and yeah and <laughs> that was that's the, so that crazy because start. you know it yeah. sounds like it was just by accident or by chance yeah. yep yeah so I mean I was sort of washing my breasts and sort of giving them a little bit of a feel around <laughs> right <laughs> bailing myself up in the shower well, of course that's the best place <laughs> to do it yeah yeah. And um, it was, I mean, it was quite an obvious lump. It was um, oval and smooth and hard. And, but I just, you know, I was starting a new job the next day. So that was the least thing from my mind was to think this was anything. Um, But a couple of days later, I just had this feeling that I should go get it checked out. And um, I went to an after hours doctor here in Auckland, New Zealand, and was told not to worry about it. I was far too young for it to be anything sinister. And yeah, just sort of even in 2018, I feel like wow. I find that 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 disappointing and hard to believe. 
I know it's and it's so interesting because I've talked to many younger people about their cancer experiences and I've heard this story over and over again people being told no you're too young or no it can't possibly be this so we won't look for it and you know fast forward two weeks two and a half weeks later I'm being diagnosed with breast cancer and yeah and I mean, my whole world changed mm-hmm. um, and it all happened at lightning speed. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, yeah. Bet, I bet it felt like it, your life slowed down a bit and sped up at the same time. Like, oh. Yeah. It's, you know? it's bizarre. It's one of those moments in life where you just realize, wow, nothing's going to be the same ever again, no. but you don't realize just how different it is. That's right. Yeah. Right. And, because and especially since you don't know you pro- how many people at that point, could you turn to and say, what was your experience like? Did you know anybody at that time who was experiencing this? Yeah. So, I mean, my mother had had um, uterine cancer 10 years before, but I hadn't really met anyone young that had had cancer. Um, And so, yeah, it was this whole new world to me. And if, you know, people will know that often when younger people get cancer, um, it's often more aggressive and it often needs far more aggressive treatment. Is and that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, it can be quite a different disease in younger people, which is why, yeah, they we well, get then I'm really... even more shocked and disappointed that they just kind of shoved you out. And, well, <laughs> you know, I'm adding words, but, you know, and just said it's nothing, don't worry. Yeah. And I, I mean, in some ways, I'm kind of lucky that I'm a bit paranoid and a hypochondriac because... I kept going back to the doctor and it, um, yeah. it wasn't well, my Let me just normal. say something else. You probably knew deep down, but you weren't yeah, trusting yeah. the knowing and you wanted someone to just, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one thing uh, I think, I don't know. Thank goodness you were is right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't my family doctor. My family doctor would have been just so honest because <laughs> she's like that. But yeah, that was the start of my cancer experience. And so I had 18 months of treatment. Um, I've had a my right breast removed. Um, I went through fertility treatment because I hadn't had children yet. I had, yeah, basically as the surgeon said at the beginning, we're going to throw the book at it. And they, they sure did. Um, and so at the end of those 18 months of treatment, that I was just- That seems like a long, long time. Yeah. Can I ask you- um, was it multiple treatments or what, what yep. why did it feel like it was so long? Yeah, so I had HER2 positive breast cancer. Um, so when people are diagnosed with breast cancer, they look at different things. And so some people might have estrogen and progesterone positive um, or HER2 negative. And I was just HER2 positive, which what is, is... that? What are you saying? What is yes, that? so the HER2 is a um, basically... It's one of the receptors that can grow too much. So it's it, it basically cancer is the overgrowth of cells. Like yep. you've got, and the HER2 is it's the human, I'm sure it's got a fancy name, but it's basically just one of the um Okay, yeah, so I know you're not a doctor. Re- I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, I think it was your accent. So I'm trying like, yeah. what is she saying? Yeah. Her um, two positive, yeah. Okay, so it's right. just one of it's basically I didn't know just if it one was of the a types. word I should have known. Yeah, <laughs> most people don't know unless you're thrown into this world. Okay, um, good. I'm grateful I don't know it, but now I know. Yeah, 
right. yeah yeah so I had so it was a very aggressive and fast-growing type of cancer um I had three tumors in my breast it had spread to my lymph nodes oh my um gosh. yeah so it was it was pretty it was it had made itself at home basically and so I yeah I had chemotherapy so I had six months of chemotherapy I had radiation um and obviously the the mastectomy um and then I had a year of immunotherapy called Herceptin and also another immunotherapy which we paid for um yeah and so all up that was 18 months of treatment so what was your mindset like like during the that 18 months? Can you recall? I mean, I, I know it wasn't that yeah. long, however, I'm just curious. How did you it make was, it every day? Um, it was challenging. It was really, really challenging because my life was turned upside down. And yes. um I had had a lot of challenges in the years leading up. I'd been through a divorce. Um, which I mean, was well, listen, you know, I work, I, 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 I work as with energy and yeah. it's interesting to me to go back before a, a disease or like a cancer and try to, yeah. I know that some people are susceptible, you know, yes. runs in their family and yeah. But when I think about things like energy, because again, that's what I work with and I think about self-care and I think about self-worth and I think about self-love and I think about ways that our energy can shift our physiology. Yeah. It just, it's interesting that you say I was, you know, I had a few challenging years leading up to it. You know, it makes me think, huh, that's interesting. (laughs) Oh, it is totally interesting. And the more I meet people, I often hear the same story and I, you know, I'm not a scientist or a doctor. Um, However, however, yeah, however, I think there is something to be said around um, excessive levels of stress um, or traumas and that sort of thing. Um, Yeah. I mean, life certainly hadn't been, hasn't been on an even trajectory for a lot of my life. And so I look back at that now and go, oh, that's, you know, that's Mm -hmm. very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And so during the, yeah, it was challenging. Like, I think some of the things that did really help me was that I kept things, I tried to keep things in the day. I tried to keep things in, what can I do today to help myself? Whether that is make sure you take all your anti-nausea medication, try and eat something, um, you know, go for a little walk. I mean, I went from being a pretty healthy, active person. Um, I've always been slightly bigger, but I, you know, I have always enjoyed uh, moving my body and going from that to someone who could barely walk to the letterbox and back right. was a very right. challenging thing. Um, and so I I tried to do little things like that. Um, but yeah, of course, there were days where it was just terrifying, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I would, I bet. yeah, wake up in the morning and just be terrified and sort of anxious and things. Right. And did you have anyone with you at that time helping to care for you? Yes, I did live by myself, um, which I think was good and bad. Um, I do have all my family in Auckland and so I had family and friends um, help 
Good. you know, with the practical stuff. So I think that also is something that I think if you anyone's going through something challenging, um, you know, having a community around them that just sort of step in is so beneficial. But yeah, I think I I don't know, I don't think there's any perfect way of doing cancer, but I think there were little things that I put in place um that probably helped me through. Yeah. I'm curious, did you do those little things after you had started your treatment? You were like, I need to do something. Or was it a, okay, I know I'm going to be going through treatment, so I have to remember to do these things. Like, was it a forethought or was it a during thought? Um, it was a little bit of both. So I've had, okay. I mean, I have I guess I've had quite a long history of, um, you know, depression and anxiety and things. So I kind of um, had a few tools up my sleeve, um, but I knew it was going to be like a marathon and that I was going to need to keep it very focused on getting through. Right. Um, so I would do things like, um, you know, what is the goal at the end? I would love to go on a holiday. Um, at the time, my vision was to go back to Vietnam, which is somewhere I've been and, and fell in love with. But just having a little goal and putting pictures around my home of times where I'd traveled just to go, right, you know, that could be a possibility in the future. So just keep yeah, your so mind this, on that. Yeah. This was 2018 and then all of a sudden 2020. <laughs> so, yeah, you're like, <laughs> I guess I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we did it, We did go to, my partner and I did go to Rarotonga, which is a Pacific okay. island. So we did get a little gap, which was beautiful. But, yeah, I mean, and then 2020 happened. So it was... <laughs> I'm always looking on the bright side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know, 2020 was a gift and a curse. Like for me, it actually really gave me the space to go, wow, I'm really traumatized. From this I think that happened experience. to a lot of us, you know, and then yeah. we all decided individually, like, do I work on healing or yeah. do I just keep do Or I do I keep going? going? And I agree. Yeah. I agree. It was, it was an, awful time in the world you yeah. know and a lot of people lost a lot of people yes and we lost yeah. a lot of things however a lot of us did turn inward and a lot yep. of us did take into consideration what was really important and drop away the rest so I yeah. think definitely a blessing even though I know how difficult it was for many every, yeah. everyone so yeah I'm oh, sorry I didn't mean to bring that up Ugh. oh no, but it, it really was. And I think that, um, yeah, it was such a strange time and it really did. It's kind of been an unraveling, I think, for a lot of people and unraveling yeah. of, of the way we've been. And Yeah, I felt it felt very positive for a while there that things yeah. were shifting and changing perspective. And I'm a, I'm, I'm, I, I really feel like we're still moving in that direction, but I yeah. see glimpses of not and I get worried about going back to the way yes. things were and the priorities that people put on things that aren't important absolutely so. yeah so go ahead I'm sorry I, I totally went off on a little bit of a tangent about oh. thinking of you going away as a goal and then not being able to I was like oh, oh. no I well I mean story <laughs> yeah I kind of I kind of think it was just having because I because I couldn't sleep a lot of the time I spent a lot of time on YouTube 
which was good and bad. The good oh, was is that I would watch um I would watch travel videos and it would oh, take nice. me away and it would make me realize, hey, there's a world outside of this. Just hang on. Um and then the other thing that I had really found was um I found this podcast made by a by the BBC in the UK um you me and the big c and it was made by three cancer survivors and they were my lifeline at three in the morning when I couldn't sleep and I was feeling so scared and so you know am I doing this right and all of that stuff that was my lifeline and it was the same I found people on um younger women especially on YouTube sharing their cancer experiences and those really got me through. Um, and that's really what inspired me to start my podcast because um, I don't know if you're a Gen X or an older millennial. I'm you may old. Re- I don't know what I am, but I'm, I always forget. My daughter's definitely a millennial, but I still love her. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I always get so like, I think I'm Gen X because I am. Yes. Um, What's that? What's the generation that was like uh, never their parents weren't anywhere yeah, around them? That's us, Gen X. Like we just floated around the neighborhood. Yeah. And then got dark. Yeah. You went home to eat if yes. you're lucky to get food. Yeah, and- exactly. Yeah. 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 So you you might remember the movie Heathers with Winona with oh, yeah. Winona. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so the way I describe finishing cancer treatment was especially after I'd finished chemo and radiation was that bit at the end of Heather's where Winona Ryder appears from out of that building and she's I just I never got... saw Heather's but I know what oh, it is yeah go yeah. ahead you can explain yeah. it explain it for the people who are not Gen Xers and the people who might be but never watch the movie yeah you have to watch the movie it's a classic okay. But she appears from this like building that sort of exploded and she's just got, you know, soot on her face. And that's kind of how you feel after you're finished. Well, it's like any action movie when the hero is walking away from the building and behind them are all these explosions. Yeah. And and you feel. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like you have appeared from a nuclear wasteland. It's just like, what on earth has happened to me? Right. People expect you just to go back to normal, but what a lot of people don't realize is that there is no normal anymore. So the person I was before cancer doesn't exist anymore. Well, there's a sense of loss of what old life was, almost setting you up to prepare for the pandemic because that's what happened to us. We lost what we knew was normal, what we thought was life forever, and things changed. We're all different. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that sense of safety, I think, is something. I mean, I I used to joke a lot in the early days of, you know, having lockdowns and things is that, oh, wow, everyone is now experiencing what it's like to be on chemo where you can't go out. If you do, you have to wear a mask and be really mm-hmm. careful of sick people and germs. I feel, like, and- I feel like someone else said that to me on this podcast before. Like, yeah. exactly what I was dealing with, which was so yeah. interesting that you make that same connection. Like, yeah, this is what it was like. Yeah. And so, and I guess in some ways it felt really normal to me just to keep on doing life like that. But the, but the idea for the podcast came during our first lockdown. So in New Zealand, we went into like 
very severe lockdown. You you could go outside of your house and go for a walk and one person from each household was the designated shopper. And so you could go and do your shopping. If you needed medical treatment, you could go and get medical treatment or you could go to the and fill your car up with gas, not that anyone was going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually ended up having a flour shortage because everyone went crazy baking at home. We did too. I think we did too. People couldn't find flour anywhere, not to mention toilet paper, and toilet paper, and hand yeah. sanitizer. But yeah, yeah, flour, a yeast, yeast was another yep. one. No one, there was no yeah. yeast in the grocery store. Yeah, and I just, I guess it just gave me the space to go. What do I want to do? And because I had really, really struggled after the treatment ended and I didn't know how to go back to normal. I didn't know how to cope with the feelings that I was having. Um, I was really, yeah. And I I guess looking back, I was severely traumatized by yeah. my experience. Um, and so I just felt that I needed to talk about it and I needed to to talk to other people about it. And so because I have a background in journalism and radio. Oh, very nice. Yeah. It, that's what felt natural. And so that's that's how the C word radio started. And I just, yeah, I just started talking to other people about their experiences and not a sanitized experience. I sort of created this space for them to talk about how cancer had impacted them, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, you know, all of it to sort of go, hey, once treatment ends, that's often when the heart stuff starts for a lot of people. Right. And I think your your outer layer of support, not your inner layer. I just mm. created that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) The outer layer of support thinks, like you said earlier, okay, she's back. She's working. She's back to normal. She's whatever. And um, they don't realize that, like you said, uh, your whole life changes. There's um, grief for the loss of your old life, you know, and it's really important that you honor that. Yeah. I think it's important to share that with people that are in your inner. um, Yeah. But also your outer. I think it's okay to share it all. And I think that having a podcast to be able to bring people on to let them know, Mm. I don't know, to share their own journey, but to let you know, others know if they're listening, whether they're affected by cancer or not. I feel like this yeah. is a great way to to find out what it's like for people who are dealing with or recovering. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've had people say, Oh, I'm going to get my spouse or my family to listen to this. So they, so they understand. Um, because what I, what I have learned is that, I mean, treatment is challenging because it's not, I mean, cancer treatment isn't, a pleasant experience especially you know um chemo is pretty grueling because it, the weird thing is is that you go from being someone who doesn't think they're sick at all to having this treatment that makes yeah. you very sick yeah um yeah and so that's but you have lots of people around you supporting you you have your oncologist you have your nurses and then all of a sudden that goes because they're like right you know, you're no more, yep, no more treatment. They're already, they're gone. Yeah. It's like, yeah. see you. And, and what I really started to discover was that people who are younger when they have cancer have quite a different experience to older people because we're at a different time in our lives. So we might have children, um, careers, mortgages to pay, 
or, you know, people like myself, I hadn't had children and it's caused infertility. And so it's kind of, you're dealing with stuff that your peers aren't, but you're also dealing with stuff that older cancer survivors aren't dealing with. Yeah. So it's it's quite a different experience and in I, some and respects. I imagine that everyone's journey is completely different. There might be some similarities here and there, and the treatment might be similar. Or, mm. but I mean, how your body responds to the treatment, never mind. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it has been. Yeah, it's sort of I say same, same but different. So there are some similarities, but I mean, I'm surprised now that even four years later, my body. It's just, it's never recovered completely. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably more the treatment than it was the yeah. cancer, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely the treatment. I mean, I just, yeah. I, can't, I can't believe that they're, I don't know. I feel like we should be further ahead in yeah. figuring yeah. this out. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I think immunotherapy is becoming, you know, quite an amazing thing. So I, I think that might be the future of it, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So you started your podcast and that was yes. how long ago? When did you start that? Uh, 2020. So I've been going for about two years. Yeah. 2020, that magical year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's when I decided I was going to start one too. Yeah. <laughs> What can yeah. I do here from home? Yeah. <laughs> so listen, I I'm I want to take a real quick break, just quick. Yeah. But when we come back, would you be able to tell us more about your podcast? Yes, absolutely. Like some of the guests, types yep. of guests or stories, whatever you want to share. Yeah, so yeah. We can talk about how people can listen, um, and how they can connect with you. Um, yeah. To follow you on social and everything. Okay, we'll be back in just two seconds. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Thank you so much for rejoining us. I am here with Helen King, who is a breast cancer survivor and used her journey um, to share and to have people come on a podcast now that she has called The C Word Radio. So I'm dying to hear a little bit more about the podcast and then we'll share with the listeners um, how they can connect with you. So tell us a little bit more about your podcast, the kind of guests that you may have on and what you chat about. I know you did allude to a little bit to it before the break, but if we could talk a little bit more about that, that would be fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of changed and grown, but this past year, what I've really focused on is young people's experience. And I kind of love that as I approach 42, I'm in the the young people crowd. <laughs> I know, isn't that great? I don't think I'm in that crowd anymore. I, I, I interviewed a really great woman, um, a great woman. Oh man, her, her name is totally escaping me, but she was young also. And I think she also yeah. had breast cancer and it, and then she started teaching yoga anyways, probably yeah. a really good chance for you. So go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because before I got cancer, I was in, I went through a really bad burnout and there was part of me that thought, 
Oh, I wish I was one of those people that could move to the country and become a yoga teacher, but that was just never going to be for me. So. Listen, if I can teach meditation, <laughs> then you can teach yoga because <laughs> I'm the last person to be mine. Like if anyone knew me before now, they yeah. probably like, what? You do what? Because I, I always introduce myself as the most mindless, mindful teacher that yeah. you'll ever Oh, I love it. Anyways, I'm sure you can <laughs> go to the country and teach yoga. <laughs> so this, I think this past year I've made a, a big, not a big shift, a shift to talking to younger people and talking about after treatment ends, like how, because I guess it's a bit, you know, this is the great thing about podcasting is that you can really explore stuff that you want to explore. And so I think one of the hardest things for me in this process has been about how do I heal and not just by my body but my mind my body my spirit my emotions because I was so traumatized and so I I, I talked yeah so I talked to other people um you know from all around the world actually and we talk about um you know you know if people have found different ways of healing different ways that they've had that have helped which I talked to people who are living with incurable cancer about what is that you know, what is their life like? How do they cope with that? Um, I've talked to people about um, infertility because that's something that I have struggled with as well. And so just really, yeah, talking about the mucky stuff, but I guess what I've loved about it is that it's opened up my own healing journey because what cancer has done is, like I'm not at the stage where I can go, I'm so grateful I got cancer because it just, well, that's a hard, not- I think that's a hard statement to verbalize um and you know it's funny because I always am I always look at opportunity uh, like things like this as yeah what am I learning from it at least I try to yeah uh, yeah but, you know, 2018 was not that long ago so it's almost no. like you're still processing the whole experience I would hope yeah. and there yeah. may never be a time when you're like I'm so grateful that happened however <laughs> you know yeah probably slowed you down a bit it probably made you look inward and like you said you started the podcast and now you're meeting all these people there might be something bigger coming out of this which I feel there may be yeah yes you know like something bigger that might come out of it and you might just help one person who knows yeah but I get it I don't know I don't understand that would be a hard statement to verbalize and truly yeah but what it has done is that it's it's forced me to look at stuff that I thought I'd dealt with, but I think I hadn't really like gone in. Mm-hmm. And so where that really started for me was with the podcast. And so I was looking at grief because that is something that a lot of us in the cancer community, you know, are confronted with. Yep. And I had a guest on and then I ended up working with her and it it, start, it was the catalyst for me to really start peeling away the onion and trying Good. to understand, um, you know, the different things that have impacted me in life um, and how they've impacted me. And then really understanding that my experience with cancer was really challenging. It's challenging for anyone. Um, you know, I was traumatized from it, but I was actually traumatized before I had it. And so when you already have post-traumatic stress or complex post-traumatic stress, which I have, um, going through something else which feels life-threatening is, um, 
yeah, it's it's basically it's a huge thing. And so I guess in the even in the and I want to share this because I, I want to share um, you know, hope for people who might have had, you know, a challenging life and still dealing with the, you know, the consequences of it, mm-hmm. is that I really been looking at how do we heal our trauma. Um and I've been really lucky that I've been able to access some um, treatment to get some um, EMDR therapy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And to really start looking at that, actually, the way we heal trauma isn't necessarily, you know, talk therapy. It's about the somatic experience. And so that's what I've been doing. Like even before we started today, because it's the morning here in New Zealand, my my morning routine now is you know, listen to some positive affirmations to try, you know, to get my head there. You're, you're joining the dark side that I'm in right now. I know. Positive I know. affirmations, meditation. Yeah, meditation. Yoga, Reiki, come on. Yes, come yeah, side. all of that. And I take a cold bath <laughs> as well. I bought, I mean, we live in a little townhouse, so we don't have a lot of room, but we bought this pull-up bath that I think you can have an ice bath in. And I've just, every morning it's, I get into that cold water for two That's minutes. Great. That's fabulous. And, and it has work or anything like that too. Yeah, I've done Are breath you like work. Like a Hofer? is that what you're doing? I would love. I'd actually that I'm working out to it. There is a guy in my city that does Wim Hof, and I'm because I'm really curious about all these different things because I know that I'm actually I'm quite a traumatized person. And those things have really impacted my life and impacted every facet of my life in terms of the way I interact with people, the way I experience life. And I think when you go through something like cancer, which is life-threatening, I think there's just this little part of me that's always just been there going, you know, that survivor. But I don't want to live the rest of my life, however long that is, in that traumatized self. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. your body won't be able to properly heal either. You'd have to no. be able to get to a state of, and you might not be in this state all the time. We aren't, but you practice to get to the state of calm, yeah. focus, yes. like relaxed focus. Yeah. Whenever you yeah. want to meditate, you let me know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, I just, I, I think I just got really determined of, um, I don't want to live like this anymore and yeah. really exploring you know, different parts of, yeah, trauma healing, which to me, I think really is about the somatic experience. Mm-hmm. That's fabulous. Um, that's interesting that you're like, well, I was traumatized before I was traumatized by cancer and realized yeah. it's huge. And I do, I do know that the body does hold on to those experiences and we can become ill physically yeah. Ill by, you know, emotional issues. So yeah. I'm glad that you're trying alternate ways to yeah. heal because that's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. So the podcast is called the C word radio Yeah, and the website for the podcast. I'm going to say it out loud, everyone, but you know, I put all this stuff in the notes anyway. Yeah. The podcast website is the C word, oh, www.thecwordradio.co.co. Um, yeah. Put your Facebook and Instagram handles in on the podcast. Yeah, please do. Is there anything else you want to share before I ask you those three questions that I ask everybody? Um, I don't 
made me just that I I think that hope is a really important thing to hold on to. Um, I think even if you are someone who has been through a lot in your life and you feel like you can never, you know, live a different way, I feel like I am living proof that you can try and or you, there are other ways of you know reclaiming yourself yeah and let me say to everyone who's listening if you're below the age of 41 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that now is the time to start yes. exploring that stuff so yeah if you feel like you've been through hell and now you're like what the hell and it's affecting your everyday life and you want to try something try something you know yeah. uh I've I wasn't, and it wasn't until I was maybe 44 ish that I was like, Hmm, there's gotta be something else, you know? And you're now, because you've gone through this, um, life-threatening experience, you're like, well, there must be more, you know, (laughs) don't wait until it gets to that point Yes. Start now. If you happen to be under 41, yes, start now, explore different ways to, um, connect your mind, body, and soul, or take care of those things because it's really important really important. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Um, okay. okay. Are you ready for the three questions that we ask everybody? Yes. All right. When you are feeling your most peaceful, what is it that you're doing? Oh gosh. I'm in nature. I'm in near the water or yeah. in around trees in Ooh, the forest. Like I've just yeah. started talking to one of my trees in my backyard. <laughs> I put my hand down and I'm like, hello tree. Yeah. Thank you for protecting us all these years. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. Is there one book that you would recommend for anyone or one that changed your life that you would, or if you don't read books, that's fine. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say two just because okay. I, I'm not good with rules, but I, okay. one that I read recently, which was, I didn't think would be my sort of book is called um, getting to neutral Um, And it's about neutral thinking, which I think is so helpful when you're going through challenging times or actually in life in general. And the other one for anyone who may have been through a traumatic experience, especially if it affected their body, um, it's called The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk, I believe is her name. I have no idea who wrote it, but it's The Body Keeps the Score and it's all about adverse childhood experiences and how yeah. we can store all of that stuff in our body. And if we have multiple ad- adverse childhood experiences, um, we are more prone to illness and all of that stuff. So yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a great book. That's one of my favorites as well, yeah. especially because I work with energy and yeah. energy helps to release some of those emotions and emotions are energy in motion. Okay. Yes. All right. Last question. If money wasn't an object, what do you think you'd be doing? I think I'd be, even though there's a pandemic, let's pretend the pandemic doesn't exist. I would be traveling the world. (laughs) Some people feel like the pandemic doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So what is it like now in New Zealand for the pandemic? What are your ability, like, what are you able to do now where you were two years ago? Oh, it's basically everything we're back to. Everything's okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, people are still dying and there are still thousands of cases a day, but, you know. Yeah, our case numbers are really high right now, but it's not what it was. I don't mean yeah. the numbers. I mean the illness, like the the, yeah. the virus seems maybe because a lot of us are vaccinated. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a little different now, but the numbers are really high still daily and it's confusing. Yeah. yeah same here. <laughs> okay. Well, you stay healthy, my friends. Thank you. Start meditating because that'll help too. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for having yeah, me. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been so, so much fun and such a serious topic, but it's been so much fun to get to know you and to learn about your podcasts. And I think that people who aren't even dealing with cancer probably could probably get a great perspective on life in general yes. by listening. You know, I, so. um, I talked to someone just a few minutes ago before you, not a few minutes ago, um, before <laughs> before you, and we were talking about toxic positivity and how much mm. it bothers me that that's actually a thing. Because yes. I feel like I try to notice my negative thought patterns and shift them to something positive. And I don't think it's toxic. I think it's actually helping me. And I, and I feel bad when people might view someone as someone who's always positive is, is bad. And I'm like, well, who cares? You know, let them live their life. However, I think the reason why I'm saying this is because listening to your podcast can shift your perspective. Can, even if you're not someone who's dealing with cancer currently or in the past, or have anyone in your life who's um, dealt with cancer. I think that hearing other people's stories and understanding that, whoa, I actually am okay. You know, like things aren't as bad as I thought they were. It could be worse. So that's why I brought yeah. up that toxic part. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it, things could be worse. Yeah. You know, I, I think, get- part, yeah. And I think that I would add to that, that um, that's why I love getting to neutral because he talks about, because the funny thing is, is that this, the author was a, um, mindset coach for elite athletes and you know the NFL and like all your major sports leagues but his father was a positivity coach but he talks about sometimes you can't be positive and so the next best thing is not going into negative or positive but just going right this is the situation what are the next best steps for me to take and also acknowledging hey this really sucks yeah I do all the time but then I try to say I'm not going to live in this suck right now. I'm going to try yeah. to shift to whether whether I'm doing what you're saying without yeah. knowing about going to neutral or whether, yeah. you know, like, I'm just like, no, I always try to see what can I learn from this. Yeah. Like, yeah, this blows, but what's, what is, what can I learn? Yeah. Or what's good yeah. from this? And, and I try and I, and I hope someday you'll be able to say, I'm grateful for the experiences that I had mm. when I was sick, because yeah. I know it's really hard to say, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't blame you. Um, but you know what you're doing now, though, is a direct result of your experience, and you're yeah. helping people. So that's one thing that you can be grateful for: the ability to be able yes. to share your story and other stories with others who are dealing with that. So that's good. absolutely yeah. Anyways, that was a long drawn out. Thank you so much for coming up <laughs> and hanging out with me. I don't know how early it is there, but I appreciate you. Um, for getting up and hanging out with me here and everyone else. This is Helen King and her podcast is the C word radio. Um, Make sure you listen to it and I'll put it in the podcast notes. Thanks again, Helen. Thank you. You're welcome. And everyone else, I will be right back. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at mainstreammeditation.com. 
You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And here I am. I am back. Just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.